2: Time to talk some football. Montana State, Weber State. The uh, Bobcats got the win over the Wildcats, thirteen to seven, in a heart-wrenching game for the uh, for Weber State. Jay Hill, head coach at Weber State, kind enough to join us. Coach, how
0: are you? Hey, coach. Oh, we're doing good. We're doing all right.
1: <laughs> you hanging in there? I mean, I, I know that this is tough times. This is this is not the the outcome that we thought we'd have going into week seven. But are are you doing okay? Is the team doing all right?
0: We're doing all right. We just gotta. We just got to pull out some close wins. I mean, this is our program. We got so used to winning these close ones and finding a way, and right now we're just we're coming up on the short end of them. Um, still making the mistake you can't you can't beat great teams going uh, minus two in the turnover margin. and that's really what's happened in our three big games this year. Is we, we went minus two, minus three, minus two, and you're not going to beat top ten teams like that. Other than that. I think we played very well. We just and we played a lot of good teams, so it's been it's been a weird year.
2: So many opportunities for that offense in the fourth quarter. I thought your defense did such a good job in getting off the field and giving the ball back to the offense. Uh, and, and and there there were, there were moments there, but protection seemed to be an issue. It um, was it just based on what the defense was doing. Some struggles with the offensive line. What what did you attribute that to?
0: You know what? It's a team deal. Um, it, it's a coaching deal. We got to put players in the right position to make plays. There were some protection things at times. We got a guy. We ran a slant and go late in the game, wide open for the win, and we just we didn't throw it. It just it's it's a team thing that we got to get better at, um, and we're just missing some opportunities that are there to win games, and we're not hitting them. And you're right. The defense absolutely played outstanding. They they got us out of some really bad situations in the in the third and fourth quarter, and then they got out of those last couple drives quickly to get the offense the ball back. I was super super impressed with the way the defense played, especially going up against a very good offense.
1: Let's talk a little bit about Bronson Barron. coach. He, he returns for this Weber State offense. He's gone through a lot, I'm sure, not just physically but emotionally. Sitting on the sideline, he gets back and goes 16 of 29 for 215 yards. Just talk a little more in depth of his overall performance in this game.
0: Well, Bronson's going to be a phenomenal player. I really believe that. He throws it well. He sees it, for the most part, very well. He's mature well beyond his years of a freshman. Um, we, we, we get these high hopes for these kids and forget that Bronson's only played in a few games. He broke his hand in the spring and was limited in the spring and then had the knee injury in the fall. And so this was his first game back. He's going to be fine. Um, And, again, he's got enough weapons around him. His big deal is he just got to be a great distributor of the football and get the the guys the ball that needed in their hands, and he'll be fine.
2: Jay Hill, head coach of Weber State, kind enough to join us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Uh, Josh Davis left the game with an injury. Any update on him that you can share?
0: Yeah, Josh, uh, more than likely, will not play this week. Uh, He had an ankle uh, injury. It's not crazy bad, but uh, he's still hobbled right now. I don't think he'll be full speed by game time, but that will be a game time decision.
1: Well, Coach, we talked about this schedule before this season really got going, and you knew that you were going to be stacked up against it with UC Davis and Montana State and then having Eastern Washington, we knew that this conference was going to be packed with great talent. So you go from one team that was 5-1 and one, going into a game against a team that is seven and 7-0. Oh. This Eastern Washington team is very tough. What are you expecting from them, and what are some things that you're going to go in and attempt to do against Eastern Washington?
0: Well, okay, so the first question was, Montana State was a heck of a team, and we've played three top ten teams that we've lost to and, and Utah. Those are our losses. So we've we got to be a little bit realistic in that is it a downer because we have a good enough team to beat those guys? Absolutely. Um, but we've got to be realistic on where we're at and what we're trying to accomplish. And um, I'm not downplaying it because no, this doesn't hurt anybody more than it does me but this is still a very good team that we have and i expect to go up to eastern washington and play great this week so eastern talking about them phenomenal offense i think they had 600 yards of offense at halftime last week um, 400 yards after the first quarter and like 30 points or something like that they've been putting up crazy stats eric berryer right now the quarterback's probably the front runner to win the walter Peyton award just uh based on his staff this year and how they've been performing. Uh, they're playing good. They're playing really good on both sides of the ball. Uh, I love the matchup. I've always liked playing Eastern. Uh, my first year at Weber State, we went up to Eastern. They were averaging 500, 580 yards a game. We held them to 180 and held the ball for 41 minutes that game. So I like the matchup. I think we, we know how to play them better than anybody, and uh, I'm excited about how our team will respond from last week.
2: With with a team that's so used to winning and, and winning at a really high level, uh, do you ever worry about morale, or is there enough good leadership and enough good uh, good guys on that team, even though you played really good teams and you're playing good football, just coming up short, that, that you worry about where your team's at, or do you feel like you're in pretty good shape in that regard?
0: So I always worry about morale, whether you're winning, whether you're losing, whether things are going exactly your way. Um, I always worry about morale. It's just something that you're you're coaching a bunch of 18-, 19-year-old men that, quite frankly, that there's a lot going on in their lives right now. So that's something I do worry about. I probably worried a little bit more about it right now in this situation where we have a good team, our players know we're good, and players and coaches are a little frustrated just that we've come up on the short end of some games where, you know, had, had the defense got out of the drive at UC Davis and – Last week, the offense found a way to punch one of those last drives in the end zone. We'd be sitting here on cloud nine in the in the driver's seat in the league. It, it's amazing how the seasons in college football rest on just a play. And uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. we just got to find a way to get it turned around, and we'll be fine.
2: Jay Hill with us right here on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. All right. That Redfield man, something's got. To, they got to do something about that,
0: right? <laughs> well, I love it, man. Every time we go up there, we play good. So uh, I, I don't know. It, it must be some kind of an advantage to people to to them because I think they've won twenty straight. The last team to beat them up there was us in two thousand seventeen. So uh, I'm excited to go back up there. Um, most people hate it, but I've actually liked it. We played well on that field. <laughs>
1: Hey, Coach, I wanted to just kind of separate from a story, but I wanted to ask you about a situation and, and not not anything specific. But um, Washington State's losing their head coach and losing four assistants, and I, I don't want to talk about why with you, but I want to get your thoughts. A team that's losing a head coach and four assistants, how does that affect them going into a game? Um, I, I don't know. I think
0: really – Hands, you, you could do this as good as anybody. Just put yourself in the shoes of the players. I think there's a lot of teams that will look at that and say, you know what, we're good. We know what Coach would have taught us. Let's go, let's go make this work. And as long as you have somebody competent on both sides of the ball to call the plays, then I think as a player, you trust those guys and you go in there and let it rip. Um, the reality of life is you're going to face some adversity, kind of like we're going through right now. You're going to face some adversity – How you handle it is everything, yeah. and I think that that's what Washington State's going to face is that if the players go in there with a tough mentality and say, you know what, it is what it is, let's let's make it work, I, I think they'll be able to overcome it, but it is a weird deal.
1: Yeah, it is tough. I was just putting myself in the shoes of the offensive line, you know, losing my old line coach and trying to get ready for a BYU defense that has a lot of different motions and shifts and formations, and, you know, they do it to give you a lot of different looks. And I was just thinking, all right, how much would that affect me if I didn't have my own line coach there? There's a part of me that believes I would unify with the brothers and we would all be in the locker room and we'd give kind of each other the raw, the raw and clench the fist and pump it a little bit and say, let's go get them. But then there's a part of me that's like, okay, so we don't have our, we don't have our strategy and and our our main planner that's standing by our sides telling us to look for this stunt, look for this switch, and I, I so I've kind of gone all over the place with it, Coach, in, in how it would affect me. But I so think I, I, I think back,
0: like on my senior year in college, I, I kind of probably would have liked it. You know, let's let's go, let's let the players let this. Let's go handle this thing and let it rip and just see what we're all about. Uh, In spring ball, and we haven't had the opportunity to do this the last year or so, but I'll do at least one of the scrimmages where I let the players call it. So a defensive player, hey, you got this series, you call it. And then uh, the quarterback goes in there and calls the plays they want to do because I want to see the players take ownership and see if they can really understand what we're trying to get accomplished as coaches on the field and I think that this would be no different. I think it'd be an exciting opportunity for the players to say, you know what? We own what we do on offense and defense and let's go, let's go let it rip and, and see what we can pull off. Is that is that I
2: got to imagine that's where you want your team to be eventually where where you're so good that the players can pretty much run a team by themselves almost,
0: right? Well, I, I definitely, I, I agree. And the veteran teams that you have, like I, I think back to the, the 2008 team that we had when I was at the University of Utah, and I think back to the 4 team with Alex Smith and some of the great teams we've had up here, the reality is if, if the coaches weren't around, those players would have probably gone out on the field and just dominated anyway. Um, if you can get your program to that level, that's when you're pretty special. Yeah, I remember uh,
2: in 2018 when Matt Wells took the Texas Tech job and He had three fourths of the staff was in Lubbock already, and they just had a bunch of GAs and and a couple position coaches, Frank Miley and Stacey Collins and a couple other guys, and they went out and put it on a team in the bowl game. And they said, Hey, look, this team's such a fine, finely run team that we really didn't need to do that much. They went out there and the players pretty much did everything. Now they had a bunch of unsportsmanlike conduct because they were just out there having fun and no (laughs) head coach to (laughs) rein them in a little bit. But other than that, it it went pretty well. So I got to imagine that's where you'd like a team to be. So.
0: Well, yeah, they, really, that's what – I believe that's what college football is all about is trying to take a young man that when they're 17, 18, not ready for that opportunity, that when they are 19, 20 years old and get ready to graduate, they are ready for that, and just watching them grow and progress and stuff like that, that's one of the most rewarding things we do as coaches. And like I say, if you have enough of those guys in your program that you can feel like you could do that, then that's special. And I, I, I really believe we're – Even amidst all our struggles and stuff that we have right now, we have that kind of team right now where you can pretty much throw the ball out on the field, let these guys go, and for sure on defense with all the veteran guys we have, those guys would just go out there and let it rip.
1: Well, that's one of the difficult things, Coach, with this team is is kind of the hopes and expectations that we'd all placed on this team, and, and then you know we see where they're at record wise where you're at record wise and it's it's frustrating but th- this isn't the end of the season there's still a lot of opportunity to to redeem and and to face those obstacles and 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 it's a big week this season Washington game could go a long way for sure this is this season is crazy
0: and um the the reality is we still have that team that I guarantee nobody wants to come play us like, you you think Montana State or or UC Davis want to come back and play us on our field? Absolutely not. I mean, they, they, they get out of here and they're like, good riddance. We, won't, we don't want to play those guys for another couple of years. And that's the reality, kind of where we're at. If we can just get it rolling and be the team that I know we can be. Nobody wants to play us. I guarantee that. It's, it's too good of a team and too dangerous of a team right now.
2: Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. Go get that W. Look forward to catching them again next week.
1: All right, guys. Talk good to- luck, Coach. Yep. There you appreciate
2: go. Head coach of Weber State, Jay Hill, on the Smart Rain guest line right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.
1: It's really tough because how good was that Weber State team coming in? I know that they've faced some challenges with Bronson Barron being out and they've had different quarterback rotations. and. And now Bronson's back, and they're trying to readjust. But now they're trying to adjust to uh, against a team who's seven and zero, that beat UNLV. Yeah. The Eastern Washington team. I can't remember how bad they beat them. I just remembered that they beat. I'm thinking of right. That's right, right. Yep. It was Eastern Washington that beat UNLV. Yes. Yep. Okay. Double so, overtime, but yeah, that's right. It was. I wasn't. Yep. I couldn't remember how close it was. I just remembered. That they beat an FBS team. It's a good Eastern Washington team. And Weber State's got their hands full. But they could totally turn turn oh, things around. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. And this would be a very Weber State thing to do, too, is go up there and get that win.
1: No Josh Davis makes me a little bit nervous.
2: Yeah. All right, Hans and Scotty, 1147. Thanks for making this part of your day right here on the Zone Sports Network. Coming up next, whole world news right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.